life is very interesting. We live in a world where yes and no exist. Where light and darkness exist. Where power and humility exist. Where ups can be good when you're not afraid of heights. But down equally brings sadness when you're being lowered to your grave. Life bites and it blows. It freezes and it warms. But regardless of all this, man still stands at the center of his or her universe. They decide whether to embrace the wings of the wind and fly with it, or to thread their own path that is desirable to him or her. In my quest for knowledge and for a reason to stand at the center of my universe, I've always questioned the idea of destiny and personal will. I've always wondered if there's a correlation between the two. Is it my hard work that gets me there? Or was I destined to get there? And if I was destined to get there, would I have gotten there if I didn't work hard? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forget Norms with Mr. Fashino. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of our show, Forget Norms. Let me be the first one to clap for us. We made it. This is our 11th show. We gave you guys 10 shows, and now we're at the 11th. Um, it is a great feeling to know that in spite of all the hiccups and everything that could go on, we still find it necessary to make this a possibility every single week. Thank you guys so much for those who've been listening to the show. Thank you guys for those who've text call. And thank you to everyone who's made an effort to share. Our topic today is really destiny or self-will. Underneath my subtopic though is the ideology of being able to bet on yourself. I have a ton of stories, man, of people who I think I've seen work they tell of. And... They're just good workers. They, they're hard workers and they do everything. They, you know, classic professional. I don't really know their desire. But if we equate them to a societal structure or hierarchy of social conformity, um, they're not up there. They're not up there. They don't have, they're not the richest, the wealthiest guy in the earth. They're not that. But if you can't, you can't bet against them when it comes to giving their best effort. Then what happens? Was it their destiny to work so hard and still feel like when it comes to social structure? And I'm not talking spiritual um, eyes. I'm just talking what we see. Um, was it was it their destiny for them to work so hard and not still achieve what you would think somebody of that caliber of work with that integrity and work ethics is supposed to have? Or did they didn't even work hard enough? Or did they not know their purpose and they did not know their destiny? Our world is filled with too much, you know, yeses and nos, like I said in the intro, and filled with, you know, um, opposites. For you to know that there is a down, you have to know that there's an up as well. And when you start looking at life from that fundamental, a lot of these other subplots of life or these subplots of discussions about certain things starts to fade away. 
or not, it becomes a thing where you start to realize that whether you want to say destiny exists or destiny doesn't exist, what's fundamental to life is that man is almost always going to be at the center as to whether he makes it to the destiny or not. Which means that for, for, for the destiny to exist, someone has to get there. And for someone who has to get there, therefore action has to happen, which means movement has to take place. So at every angle that you want to look at it, whether God defines a destiny for you or you carry yourself to the destination, one thing is certain, you have to make the movement. Well, then you say, but what are some of the things that actually stops us from getting to our destiny? Number one thing is us. And if you ask me, the only thing actually is us. Because until you have your self-will, then you don't even know if you have a destination or not. Our society is not that generous for us to, you know, get hand claps for just being on earth. Our society is not that generous for us to be able to, you know, eat our cakes and have it too. Either way that you look at your life, there is something negative about your life regardless of how positive your life is. If we have to sit there and say, let everybody judges everybody, then everybody is going to have an opinion about everybody. And I can guarantee you, you'll hear some things that are not. It doesn't make sense to you. But why does that bother people? It's what I've really come to the place where I'm asking every time and say, but why does the chit chat, which we all know that it's only going to stop you from being yourself and moving to where you want to move to, why does it bother you? Why does the fact that other opinions bother you? Because my desires are fundamentally to me in my probably immediate family, it is almost impossible for me to take anything outside of my thought process very literal. I'll listen to it. Don't get me confused. But I would listen to it for two reasons and two reasons only. Let's hypothetically say somebody gossips about me. I know the truth about myself. And if they gossip in something that is the truth, then they just told the truth. Regardless of whether it's wrapped in a gossip, they're telling the truth about me. I would have told whoever she wanted to tell or he wanted to tell that same story and it would probably be the same because I know that that's the truth. So there's no reason for me to be upset when you're doing that. I don't really care. And then the next thing is, if you're going to tell a lie about me, I know the truth. And you're telling a lie about me. I don't necessarily have to justify myself by coming and encountering your truth and also being upset that you told a lie about me because I know you're lying. So why do I have to address your lie when I know the truth? So when you think along those concepts in life you start to realize that at any point in life when you focus and you know your destination you have a strong will what people say about you all these things where you know i hear a lot of motivational speakers always tell you believe that you can believe that you can no one even has to tell you that believe your truth believe your truth when you start to believe your truth everything becomes very possible but if you don't believe in truth, then even the things that you can or cannot becomes a problem to you. Because sometimes you start to believe that you can when you really cannot and you cannot tell yourself the truth that you cannot. And so you keep forcing for it to become something other than what the truth is, which is the fact that, hey, you just can't. You're not built for this. And so when we start to talk about destination and willpower, it also comes down to the fact that you have to believe in your truth. When you're fundamentally sounding your truth, then life has a clear path for you to figure out how to go. 
And that's when even your will and your destiny starts to form a, 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 a decisive marriage for you to be able to walk into them precisely. But our problem is not even what people tell about us. Our problem is what we don't know about ourselves. Sometimes we don't even know the truth about where we are, let alone where we want to go. A lot of people live lives on highs and lows. Funny thing about life is that it's not always the lows that bother you. The highs also can bother you. There are a lot of people who are afraid of success because they don't know what to do with themselves when or should they become successful. And so the push to even become successful, the fear of not knowing that success becomes something that they're afraid of. Those type of people, the opposite of courage for them is not fear, it's conformity. For some people, the opposite of courage is fear. For some other people, the opposite of courage is conformity. And what happens is that when I'm afraid or when I don't feel too courageous, I become somebody who conforms to whatever it is that I feel like it's a safer place, it's a safe bet. I generally present this today because I want to encourage people to believe in themselves. I want to encourage people to bet on themselves. I want to encourage you to do that. But how do you do that? I've always said in life, you must be after something or something must be after you for you to feel motivated. Now, the people who are after something, in my opinion, are great because it means that they've realized that I'm here and I need to be there. And then they figure out how to get to there that they get to. And then they start the pursuit of getting there. It could be I'm here, I'm broke. I need to become wealthy. Some other people, life is after them. Those people, if I don't pay my bills, I get kicked out of my house. So let me pay my bills so I can stay in this house. So if you come and tell that same person and say, hey, listen, man, you don't have to pay bills for the rest of your life. You're going to be all right. You know, the, everything is good. You're good. Go ahead. Guess what happens? I never work a day in his life because now nothing chases him. So the purpose of going out and try to make it doesn't, you know, doesn't like there's no motivation for him to do it. So you have to be able to create your own motivation. You have to be able to create your own destination. You have to be able to find your purpose. You have to be able to find your reason to move, your reason to action, your reason for you to move from point A to point B. And when you start to do that, you start to realize that once you become in that element of truth, of your own truth and your own creation and your own purpose and your own destination, the chit chat is about you don't really make a difference. We come to life with a seed planted in us that we know without a shadow of a doubt that that's what we should do. But as we start to deal with other people, we start to deal with other people who have attempted to do that which was not purposed for them to do and they failed, we start to question ourselves on that which was purposed on us to do that we are not going to fail. And so how can you therefore become, become you know, in tune with yourself where you can bet on yourself and believe in that fundamental of that which you feel to be true to you well number one you can't just be yourself but you must start by being yourself but even more specifically you must be able to define your path and your destination by defining your path and your destination you have to be able to say okay i'm here now but i want to get there 
And then you have to look at your capabilities. A lot of us almost try to get to a place where we're not, we're not equipped to get there. But it looks so good on A, it might possibly look so good on me. So I'm going to try to get there too. We end up living this whole copycat lifestyle that does not necessarily gives us the true essence of who we are. And sometimes it fits. Sometimes you can copy enough to the point where you look like the original, but the original usually always stands out. And so you who've copied ends up being unhappy for being a copycat because you don't look like the original or you look like the original, but you know for a fact you're not the original. So you have to be very specific. You have to get to a point where you define everything about you in terms of I'm here, I need to get there. For me to get there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. If I'm going to do this, this are my strengths, this are my weaknesses, so I know what I can expect and what not to expect. The next thing that I want to talk about that I feel like most people underestimate is the ability to create value for yourself. You have to be able to create value rather than trying to be liked. I've never been a big fan of wanting people to like me personally, just my own personal thing, because I've always understood that when I have value, whether you like me or not, you're going to do one fundamental. You're either going to desire me at some point because I have value or you will respect me. The like is something different. I don't really care about your like, but I just want mutual respect. If you can respect me and not like me, we're cool. Don't have to necessarily be liked. So therefore, how do I find the respect? It's for me to find a way to create value. What are the things that I know for a fact that I can offer that if, if I'm not the only one offering it, at least I'm unique at the way I offer it. What can I give you that would keep you almost remembering of me? What value do I have to you? What value do I have to the society? What is the purpose? What is the thing that is that? What is my it thing? What is me? If you can find it, you create value then you'll be okay. And when you start to ask those questions about what is my it thing, what is my value, what is this, it provokes you to start to realize that action has to come in because now the ideology of wanting to know creates action. And once you get to know, then you have facts about yourself. You move away from feelings. Thirdly, don't conform. Conformity is the opposite of courage, not fear. You could fear and still do it. But when you conform, you settle. And finally, find yourself and define precisely where you are and where you want to go. You cannot plot movements without knowing the origin and the destination. You must know the starting point. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean literally knowing your starting point. Regardless of when you start to get into your journey. Some people are blessed enough to start the journey when they're kids. They inspire it so much to the point where they can figure out at 7, at 5, at 6, at 8, at 10, 12, 15. This is what I want to do. They pursue it and they finally get to their destination and they enjoy the journey. Some people start at 40. Some people start at 50. Some start at 60. But the most important thing is not the age that you start. The most important thing is not when you start. The most important thing is for you to start. And even more importantly is for you to know why I'm starting. And then even more importantly is for you to know, okay, where am I starting this and where am I getting ready to go? When you can connect all those dots, it'll be very easy for you to bet on yourself. And when you start to bet on yourself, when you start to get to the point where you can bet genuinely on yourself, then you start to realize the correlation between your destiny and your will. Because every single child, every single child, 
comes into this world with a purpose embedded in them, which I think that's the destiny. What gets you to the destiny is your will. It's your strong will for you to believe that that which I am, that which is me. For Christians, let me talk directly to you. It says in the Bible, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so therefore, if greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, therefore, that which you are is the greatest thing that the world has ever seen. And if you have the greatest thing that the world has ever ever seen, which means that you can will yourself to anything because you have something in you that is greater than what's in the world. And if you have something that's greater than what's in the world, you have the seed of that thing that was destined for you to get there, then you have every tools that you need. Gossip should not be something that bothers you. What the world thinks about you should not be something that bothers you. What everybody else says about you should not be something that bothers you because greater is you. So therefore, even your destination, you know it because that which was purposed by the greatest thing that is alive is in you. So if you are in tune with yourself and you are at the center of the universe, you align with that which that is greater in you, then you can will yourself to anything that you want to become. And your destination is going to be very vivid to you because that which is in you is he that is the one that gave you the destination. And so you get there. I close with this. I have always narrated the story of one of my favorite painters in the world who died and was never able um to see how good his painting was, Vincent van Gogh, and died a wretched guy, but wanted to be wealthy and did everything that he can do, painted his tale of, um, just so he could sell his paintings, but until his death, he was still a poor guy. Did he not work hard enough? I don't know. Was he not strong-willed? I don't know. One thing I do know is that him and God knows exactly what's going on with him. Him and the universe know exactly what's going on with them. Do you know what's going on in your life? And if you wait for everybody to tell you what's going on in your life, then your destiny and your willpower may not never meet someday. But if you can realize where you are today, and know exactly what's going on in your life, your fundamental truth, your destiny and your willpower will certainly meet And at that point, your desires of your spirit will align to your destination. And with your willpower and action and movement, you'll get there. Until next episode, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Peace. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.forgetnorms.com.